The FBI raids an Arizona home in voter data theft investigation, Georgia poll workers with suitcases of ballots, lawyers up, and Elon Omar's husband received a half a million dollars in COVID bailout while receiving millions from her own campaign. We're going to get into all this and more, but before we get into it, please drop a like, subscribe, and post notifications on. Also, there's going to be random ads playing throughout this podcast that help fund and support the show, so please bear with me. Now let's get into this. The Georgia poll worker that got caught with alleged suitcases of ballots lawyers up and ends up canceling her TV interview. So Ruby Freeman, the woman from the infamous surveillance video in Georgia, is seen pulling suitcases of ballots from under her table after poll watchers were sent home, seems to be getting nervous. Now, full disclaimer, the, the, the fact checkers said that they weren't suitcases, and that was one of their reasons for fact checking. They were just regular boxes. Now, you remember this footage? Uh, I got the image up on screen. Whatever it was, it was ba- boxes of ballots. Um, see, Freeman's daughter, uh, Wandra Way Morris, whatever her name is, was also identified as a poll worker and Freeman's supervisor who was helping cart out hidden ballots and the suitcase to be counted after all the GOP observers and medias was sent home to uh, for the water main break. Okay. So this is the tweet that they came out. Uh, this is a woman. Uh, she tweeted this out. She's a journalist and a TV host. She said, this is bigger than me. Woman identified in Fulton uh, County alleged election fraud video agrees to interview, then backtracks and declines, later makes private and or deletes Facebook page. So let's look at what was exactly said. So Ruby Freeman she made a Facebook post saying, Breaker, Breaker 19, Lady Ruby on the air, watch out for the president-elect Joe Biden coming out at you from all channels of the United States of America. Breaker, Breaker 19, is there anybody out there? Breaker, Breaker 19, do you have your ears on? Breaker, Breaker, oh my God. If you see number 45, tell them the stage left and exit. Uh, Lady Ruby is moving up and on. Jesus is King of King and Lord of Lords. What in the world? She she made this post on November 7th, um, I guess because it was a photo of her that was put out, um, I guess, when the B-roll footage came out of uh, her counting ballots, maybe. Then this is a, inter- uh, um, a, a message thread, and what was said, good morning, I have had turn off my phone, my phone off, and I have been receiving calls and text message, uh, text, messenger, Facebook messages, I would love to be interviewed. Maybe this would stop because I guess she didn't like everyone uh, pretty much coming at her. So she wanted to be interviewed to put it all away. Then it seems like they, they, uh, she, she sent some screenshots of people, you know, cursing her out. Uh, and then she also sent the Gateway Pundit video. Uh, what's uh, uh, article? What's up? Uh, breaking uh, crooked operative filmed pulling suitcases of ballots, whatever. So the pressure got to her. Then she said, out of nowhere, um, I won't be able to be interviewed. This is bigger than me. I need an attorney. Thanks. Maybe later. Happy holidays. Much love to you and your team. Now, I do not think that there is anything wrong with lawyering up, especially in a case like this. But you think that if she was doing something so incredibly innocent right there on the spot, she'll be like, what are you talking about? That's just X, Y, Z. Um, or what are you talking about? People were there. or You know what I mean? Like if, if there was an easy explanation for it, we feel like that explanation she would have posted about really quickly. Maybe she did. Maybe I just don't see it because she deleted her page. But 
there's definitely nothing wrong with getting a lawyer, especially in a situation like this. Because even if you are innocent, you don't want to say something that could potentially incriminate yourself and make things worse. Um, a lot of people say, oh, if you get a lawyer, that means you're guilty. My opinion, not really. Maybe I've been just watching too much Better Call Saul recently. <laughs> but, I mean, either way, she should be completely questioned. I don't I don't know why she's even out there able to do interviews. The, you know, the FBI or whatever department uh, that's investigating fraud should literally just pull her in for questioning already. I mean, if this was the other way around, if this was a Republican that did something even remotely sketchy, the entire, their house would be completely, <laughs> completely raided by the FBI agents and uh, CNN would be tipped off uh, and then they would drag you out in handcuffs uh, before questioning. So it's a double standard there. The FBI raids an Arizona home in voter data theft investigation. And now the agents reportedly seized eight hard drives, three computers, and a bag of USB sticks. So federal agents have raided a home in Mar Maricopa County, Arizona, as a part of an investigation into voter fraud theft in the state, according to reports. Now, it seems like this, this is the problem. This is what they say. Voter data theft. So this is pretty much them looking into people stealing voter voter data, not not so much of implanting voter data or or voter fraud. This seems like a vote voter data theft, which is possible. What those people could have been doing that was sort of slipping the USB stick. Maybe there's an organization paying big money to download the voter data and then you know get it out of there and sell it to China or something. Who knows if there's um, a, a market for that there, there probably is uh, who knows if that's what a lot of what we think is fraud it's actually just voter theft uh, either way it's bad and it's definitely a threat to our democracy regardless our constitutional representative republic so it has emerged that the arizona federal officials raided the property in the county's uh, uh fountain hills area on november 5th as part of an election fraud probe so they're just telling us now that this happened. So <laughs> I, I, why aren't they raiding the homes of these other people that were, were catching on camera committing the fraud? Why why was this a thing? Why, you know what I mean? The resident of the property, 56-year-old Elliot Kerwin, uh, was served a federal warrant by feds during the raid. According to the report by Forbes, agents were searching for evidence of a cyber attack on an unnamed organization. So there was probably a cyber attack on, on a big government organization, probably the FBI. <laughs> the attack resulted in stolen data from registered voters in Maricopa County, a county that had become a key battleground in the presidential race. So maybe this could tie into fraud because if they're stealing uh, data from registered voters before the election, maybe there's some form of data that they needed on there to commit the fraud when uploading it into the computer or in order to flip someone's votes. These are just speculations and conspiracies that I'm giving, but there's got to be a reason where that data is valuable. It's either that data is valuable on a data point scale or that data is val valuable on an individual scale uh, when it comes to voter fraud. Because if you're thinking about it, if, if you just want the data in general, um, I mean, if, if you want to know what a certain, I guess, district is thinking or county is thinking. You don't really need to take one by one every piece of data where you can just look at it overall. Like, okay, how did it vote? I don't know what other data you can possibly need 
And if you're getting down to the point where you're getting people's names of who they voted for uh, and their names and where they live, everything about that individual, I mean, it seems more like you need that information to commit voter fraud than needing it to understand the population. There's no indication that anything of the voter information which can be acquired for a few hundred dollars in Arizona County was, was taken from the affected office. Uh, the warrant reveals investigators have been looking into a computer intrusion at an unnamed victim office, which occurred on, which occurred from October 21st to November 4th. Victim's office. So it's probably some local politician. So, and at Curran residence, they were uh, looking for evidence within the seized computers that showed they had been used to access the IT network at the office, as well as protected voters' information and any indication of the this whatever of other people of the 15 county recorders office office contracted okay whatever so i mean that's pretty much the whole gist of the story i don't know why they're telling us this now uh this just came out who knows maybe maybe they found something that could lead to something and they're just who knows honestly i'm at i'm at this point where just it feels like not enough is getting done in this voter fraud investigation then they throw this at at us and this this was from over a month ago, and there's no verdict on what was going on from over a month ago. So, so what, what are you waiting for? It shouldn't take that long to find out if, if what this guy was doing. It's been a month. So, I mean, it, it, it just makes me sick to see how we have this system of government. It's not even just a system of government. It's We, we have this – our government – our institutions that are supposed to be out there protecting us, our institutions that are supposed to be out there protecting, I guess, our government and how our government works and our, how our government functions is just completely uh, controlled by the deep state. It's com it's it's just there is a two-tier level of, of systems of law in this country, one that the Democrats are held to and one that the Republicans are held to. The Democrats can get away with anything. The Hillary Clinton, her emails, Hillary Clinton server, Hunter Biden, everything related to that, it's like— Nobody even cares at the end of the day in, in, in these institutions that are supposed to be arresting those people, that are supposed to be making sure they don't do something like that. And they can just get away with it time and time again. Meanwhile, Trump, who knows what he I – I can't even tell you what he did that would have started the whole investigation for five years into him. What, he probably got on a phone call with someone from Russia who probably mentioned Putin in passing to somebody else or whatever, and that was their – their entire case to investigate every single email, every single phone call, every single text message from Trump, probably from the last 30 years. They investigated everything into this guy and literally came up with nothing. Even if they came up with, I mean, in, in even in that whole investigation, you think they would have came up with something else illegal that Trump did just from looking into everything? Oh, well, we didn't find this, but we did find this. You think that, like, I, that's what I was worried about. I'm like, oh, I know Trump's not concluding with Russia, but who knows? Maybe he did something bad and nefarious in the business world that they're going to find out and try to hit him with. No, that didn't, that didn't even happen. <laughs> they didn't even come up with anything there. So there's a two-tier system of law in this country, and it needs to end. So the firm co-owned by Elon Omar's husband got $500,000 in COVID bailouts while her campaign gave them millions. If she was a Republican, she would be in jail right now. This is what seems to be one of Elon Omar's money funneling schemes is that she's giving, I guess, her campaign donations to the firm that her boyfriend runs. And 
And then obviously, you know, firms, oh, we're advertising spending, and they're probably pocketing 90%. So a D.C.-based consultant firm co-owned by Democrat Minnesota Rep. Elon Omar's husband received millions from her campaign and was also eligible for more than 500000 in COVID bailout money. Public records show that East Street Group, co-owned by Omar's husband, Tim Whatever, received nearly 135000 in Paycheck Protection Programs, PPP loans, PPP loans and 500000 in Economic Injury Disaster Loans. Campaign finance filings also show that the firm ranked in millions during the 2020 campaign for Omar. The payments included 110000 for digital advertising split into three payouts, 5000 for digital consulting, 12000 for fundraising consulting, and more than 11000 for digital and literature productions uh, between late October and the day after the general election. The bailout loans were intended to provide relief to small businesses that have been economically hit by the coronavirus lockdowns. Each street group's linked portfolio states that between 11 and 50 employees. So they're pulling in millions of dollars. They have 11 to 50 employees. And then they're taking PPP loans that small businesses need. So I don't know what they're doing. I mean, they're clearly making enough money to the point where they don't need it. Maybe they're just trying to get it now because if what you can do is I think I don't think there's any interest on these loans. But what you can do is, oh, honestly, this is what I asked my accountant about because I was very curious. I was like, hey, I was like, can I start taking these PP loans and then just investing them in the stock market and then paying back the loans whenever and I'll make more money back from the stock market than what I would be paying? And I guess my accountant told me like a bunch of ways I guess I could do it. But then, obviously, I ended up not doing it because, I mean, that's not the right thing to do. So <laughs> I didn't end up doing it. But I was like, it was just, it was, I was curious. I was like, is this is this something that someone could game? Is this something that maybe I should game? Because, you know, the government, if the government's going to do something, someone's going to be taking advantage of it. I might as well. But I ended up not doing it because I'm like, it's not the right thing to do. I could take advantage. I can probably make a bunch of money. But I'm not going to do that. That's not how th- that's not that's not how it should be used even though the government leaves these low-hanging fruits of ways for people to exploit i didn't end up going that route because it's just you shouldn't you shouldn't do that i know a lot of people who do and i don't i don't judge if you're going to be doing that you do you the government gave us the ability to rip them off which is ripping off the taxpayer ripping us off but (laughs) end of the day i mean if you don't need to do it i'm not going to do it so So Omar pledged in mid-November that she was cutting ties with her husband's firm and the payments were made before that. Before their marriage in March, uh, the firm was already doing work for Omar's campaign. Omar said November email uh, 15th that she was cutting ties with the firm uh, to put an end to the questions about the connection between her campaign and his business. She has in the past denied any wrongdoing. I mean, come on. If this was a Republican, she would be investigated. They'll be finding out where the money's going, how the money's getting there, whatnot. Anyway, guys, thanks for watching. Like, subscribe, and let's get on new video single day. Also, guys, please become a Patreon. This show's completely funded and supported by you guys. The left has been trying to destroy my life. I mean, as you can probably hear, I'm exhausted today just trying to figure out ways to navigate through the, the left destroying my life. Tomorrow's going to be a good episode, I promise you. This one's been a little bit, uh, I've, I've been like half energy today. Um, so if you go to Patreon, I will give you a call to say thanks. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Peace out.